0: This is Pod Forsaken. Missy, what I was saying is that uh, The Last of Us is the greatest video game ever made. Like, you could Strong argue state. a couple others, and the part two just came out, and you have to have a, a, a PlayStation to play at a PS4, and I won't, I'm not going to spoil anything for listeners, but like, if you, if you have a PlayStation and you have not played The Last of Us, part one and two, you are... There is a giant hole missing in your life. Mm. It is. I have never seen a game so expertly balance, like, real, genuine human emotion with fighting zombies. Like, Is like, it
1: actually scary?
0: There are moments that are scary. Okay. There are parts where you'll be, like, checking a house or something, and, like, you'll fl- you'll, like, fall through the rotting floorboards, and you'll be, like, trapped in the basement with zombies, right? Mm. <clears throat> but, like, they're not... They're not zombies like we're used to. They're actually basically humans that have been infected with this like fungal spore that turns cordyceps. you. It, yeah,
2: it's a real thing, right? It's like, um, you know, the I'm, ants in the jungle that get the spore that like makes them go crazy. I don't want to
1: know this because now I'm going to be scared of this. And I didn't oh, know. Oh, you don't know about cordyceps.
2: Of. It's legitimately scary.
1: Uh, it sounds like <laughs> it. yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's like a fungus that actually
0: takes over the brain of the the animal that it infects and causes it
2: to become like a drone, like a like a like a oh vicious drone slave. Why aren't
1: we all more worried about this?
2: Uh well we're not. Cordyceps don't affect humans, in fact, if you've ever Hardly. had, a, Yeah. I mean people actually drink them.
1: <laughs> oh, Wait, oh what? any cordyceps? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean just mean like mushrooms. Like in
2: teas and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cordyceps, yeah. that's
1: like a popular tea. Okay. So this yeah. it, so, it
2: affects and I think it infects insects.
1: But it's all around. Why are we waiting for like the day it gets smart enough to infect humans? I think that they should <laughs> yeah. be banned. I think
0: uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, the concept of The Last of Us is, like, I guess it has mutated, and it actually now starts affecting people and turning those people into these, like, rage monsters, right? That sounds
1: really likely that it's going to— happen i don't it, know why everyone.
0: if you really want to like live in like a like a really heightened state during the pandemic playing the last of us is like primo timing you know because <laughs> it takes place in a world that will look like ours in a year where like like there's just most people are dead there's like there's like <laughs> military blockades everywhere everyone's scavenging for food so i <laughs> play it now while you still have electricity oh my god <laughs> <laughs> anyway enough about the last of us Hey everyone, welcome to Pod Forsaken. I'm Rodney Altman.
1: I'm Missy Levin.
0: I'm Chris Sachs. And uh, we are a horror review podcast where we talk about lesser known horror films that... And sometimes might... not horror films. Yes, apparently sometimes we we tackle movies that are not horror.
1: That's uh, not my
0: fault. <laughs> no, I was thinking... <laughs> so before we get into that, this week we are talking about the feature film Swallow uh, from 2020, I think. I think it might have... Played in festivals
2: last year. Yeah, but it, it is slated in Missy's defense as a horror drama. Yeah. yeah. We
0: we we looked at the trailer for this last week, and, and I remember what we. I remember Missy. even
1: saying to our group text like, "I don't know if this is enough of a horror movie. What do you guys think?" I remember asking that.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I as I was watching it, I felt two things. I was like, "Fucking Missy, man." Like- <laughs> <laughs> like let us like 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 for those who didn't listen i have to keep bringing it up in case you missed the episode but on missy's top 10 horror movies of the decade her number 1 was parasite you've
1: said this every episode i, know, I think but
0: just in case this is your first time hearing it
1: it was a spur of the moment decision that clearly didn't go over well <laughs> I was inspired during the episode and just decided.
0: And so now whenever <laughs> I watch any kind of drama, a part of my brain is like, does Missy think this is scary? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was watching Downton Abbey and I was like, is Missy freaked out by this? Like, <laughs> God, it'd be so scary to live, work downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess they live downstairs too. But I also thought... Missy is totally not at fault for picking Swallow because, like, we all watched the trailer and we all kind of gambled and said, like, what if this maybe is a horror movie?
1: It's also claiming to be a horror movie, so it's also on them.
0: We'll talk about that in a moment. But before we get into the the main meat, we always do trailer of the week where we talk about a trailer for the movie we're going to review in the next episode. So starting off the show, let's talk about Relic. From 2020. This just came out. This came out mm-hmm. in like the last couple of weeks, actually. So would this
1: would have been a theater movie had theaters existed? I
0: Maybe. don't know. I mean, it's from, uh, I believe this is an IFC Midnight um, release. And so, Missy, do you know IFC? Uh,
1: oh, it's a TV channel. Didn't, didn't they do like Portlandia?
0: Yeah, IFC yeah. is independent, independent film, film channel. channel. Yeah, thank okay. you. <laughs> right, because it's a channel. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Um, But yeah, but they have like a subgenre of their company that is specifically for like horror titles and that's called IFC Midnight. In fact, like anytime you see the word Midnight in like a company name, it probably means that's their horror brand. I feel like there's like movies after midnight is something too. But yeah, so the trailer for Relic, um, it stars three women who I guess play like, like a grandmother, her daughter and then her daughter. Kind yeah. of like the new Halloween movie. And Emily Mortimer is one of these three. She's like the the middle woman. Yeah. Where where do I know Emily Mortimer from? I've seen her in like a hundred things. I
2: just blank it. She's a, a lot
1: yeah. of stuff. I feel like we've talked about it on the podcast, but I think she, she was in a movie reviewed, I feel like.
2: Uh, she was in Newsroom. Right. Yes. Uh, she's in Mary Poppins. The new the Mary new Poppins. Yeah.
1: She's in Doll and M, like an HBO show. Yeah. But like, I feel right. like I told you that on the podcast. So it must have been for a movie you're reviewing.
2: We have
0: a we have a bunch of episodes, so it's possible. I never listened to them.
2: No, no. it was um, in the Pink Panther 2, which I worked on as an art PA. No way. Yeah, I uh, do. You have to see part one to understand part two. Uh, no, you should see
0: none of them to understand <laughs> none of them. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of the trailer for Relic?
1: It looks like a real movie.
0: Yeah, this looks dope. Yeah, I think this looks really cool. This is. Again, the trailer, one, is very clearly a horror movie. Like, if this one isn't a horror movie, I'm going to write an angry email and be like, your trailer is so <laughs> fucking deceiving. <laughs> but, like, there's no way this is not a spooky
2: movie when I say yeah. horror, right? Yeah. Um, and remind also- me, you guys, you guys have not seen The Ticking of Deborah Logan, right? I have. I have okay. not. This kind of has vibes of that to me. Ooh, okay. Maybe we should maybe on a future episode we do Taking of Deborah Logan. I would absolutely do that. Yeah.
1: It's
0: it is a one of the one of the one of the best uh unknown horror movies that is constantly talked about. Mm-hmm. Um but to even discuss it would be to ruin some of
2: what makes it awesome. But yeah, it's it's sort of, I think Deborah Logan that's all found footage, right, Chris? Correct, yeah. Whereas, but I just mean in terms of tone of like a young woman going to the mother's house and being very troubled by uh, grandmother's behavior yeah it clearly has
0: touches upon some of the same things but relic uh is shot in the normal n- let's call it the normal style i don't want to be dismissive norm, norm style uh-huh yeah norm style <laughs> normal movie right yeah. not found footage <laughs>
2: unfound footage <laughs> no those are just like movies you don't get to see those yeah. are <laughs> i've been really into unfound footage movies <laughs>
0: the following the following 90 minutes of black is where found footage would have been if they had found <laughs> yeah. these murdered
2: teens but they didn't. I thought it was a little long
0: <laughs> so uh yeah relic it, it basically looks like yeah there's a, a grandmother who is some combination of haunted slash maybe a little mentally unstable unclear and i guess her daughter and granddaughter like move in with her to take care of her and spooky ghost shit happens but, yeah um, this is from a first-time writer-director named Natalie Erica James, um, which kind of makes a nice pairing because Swallow is also a first-time director. And when I say first-time director, I mean first feature. Like, they both yes, have done shorts He's done shorts. This looks good. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if this would have had a, this would not have had a wide theatrical release, Missy. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't think this would play at your average, like, giant 16-screen AMC. But I think- most larger cities have like one of those theaters that's like the the little indie theater that shows the movies no one's heard of. It might have played there because that's where like you would normally see IFC
2: stuff. OK. I, I wonder if Last of Us is a good lead in because I'm looking at uh, Natalie James's Instagram now and it shows the three characters and they all have what looks like black mold on their face. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Ooh. Oh wait, wait! You mean on the the poster for
2: Relic? Correct.
0: I thought you meant she had like a poster of or a picture of the Last of Us characters with mold no, in her no. face. No, uh,
2: no, no! For a Relic, like the launch thing on her Instagram, she has three different posts with each of the the three women, uh, uh, the granddaughter.
1: Oh, is mold making them crazy?
2: Maybe I don't Maybe. know. Because on the yeah. on the the poster for the movie, it's like the
0: three of them in one picture, and there's like Moldy. mold on that. Yeah. Moldy. Yeah. Mm. Like, what What this movie is actually about, I don't know. Like, there's clearly a part in the trailer where grandma says to her daughter, like, there's something under the bed. And Emily Mortimer, like, looks under the bed and you see something, like, moving. Mm-hmm. So it it sort of seems like there will be a ghost component. And then someone finds, like, it's funny how, like, there's only so much you can do. In a, in a story before you just have to, like, go on, you have to retread some places. So, like, there's a part in the trailer where they're, like, they find, like, a newspaper clipping of this old abandoned cabin, you know, and they're, like, your father used to own that for his fun or whatever he says, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the line. But then, like, you see them going to the cabin. So, like, I was thinking when I watched the movie, I hope that's not, like, a big reveal because I'm now I'm going to be waiting for this, like, mysterious cabin to show up. But at the same time, you have to show me something, I guess.
1: Yeah. it, it They did a, I mean, a, Fairly good job of making me not know what this movie is about, though.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, I watched... And it's a a lengthy trailer. It's like two and a half minutes. It doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be that long. And yet, I really don't feel like it ruined anything or gave away anything. Like, I genuinely think I can go into Relic knowing nothing. But it looks classy. It looks well-acted. I'm excited to see uh, a movie that's just about... I mean, there are obviously men in the movie, but the three central characters are all women. Yeah. Uh, And as I'm always saying, like... I love to see women writers and directors working in the horror space, and this feels like this might be like like a like a really solid entry. Yeah,
1: yeah. But like, uh,
2: maybe uh, we, we all should, fucking we should, hate it. <laughs> it we should post <laughs> a link to her Instagram. It is fucking awesome. Ooh. It's just all these creepy photos.
1: Cool. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe we'll do a small segment where we review her Instagram next week too. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think we can talk about it too much more because it, it just was such a vague trailer. But it it absolutely, like, it's so funny how, like, when you watch the trailer, your mind is like, this is a horror trailer, right? And I was thinking, for all movies going forward, the trailer has to feel like that or we're not doing it, right? <laughs> it has to. It has to have, like, creepy music and most of the movie takes place at night. <laughs> and, um, and I think that in general is a good segue into Swallow, yes. which was none of those things.
1: (laughs) I I think it has
0: one night scene. Did it? Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. It had a night scene. And, you know, I think it's a it's a good conversation about like the difference between they like, call it scary and h- horrific, you know, mm. because I think the movie has horrific things in it. It made me squirm and feel
2: uncomfortable and horrified at what I was seeing. Oh, yes. There were a number of times where I'm just sitting there going, no, no, don't do that. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the whole first uh, half hour of the movie, I was on board and thought it was a horror movie, they just like it stopped going in that direction, yeah, at like the 45 minute mark.
0: I so I, it was interesting because I actually, when we watched the trailer last week, right? Uh, so, hold on, before we do that, for those who didn't listen last week or don't know what the fuck Swallow is, let me just tell you real quick. Swallow is a small independent film by a first time director, and it is about a newly married housewife who has pica, which is a real medical condition where I guess you're compelled to swallow non-edible objects, hence the title of the movie. And we watch her as she begins to swallow more and more dangerous things. And I think there's two versions of this movie that you might picture in your mind, right? One is like a drama about a woman dealing with a mental condition. And the other is like a body horror movie about a woman swallowing razor blades and like keep upping the ante, right? And I think what you get is more the first thing and less the second thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they felt the need to try and brand it. As the second thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you got to get people to watch your movie. You know what I mean? Like,
1: but then you're gonna have everyone be annoyed. Like,
0: it's- <laughs> yeah, but at, at that point, they've already paid the money. Like, they already got my 4.99 for
2: renting this on Amazon. You I know. know i know um yeah they should if i'm annoyed by a movie they should have to give me 30% back
0: i, I think agree. that's fair although the trouble
2: is i think you would find that
0: across the board everybody is always annoyed at every movie like, <laughs> <laughs> i don't get it no matter how no matter what we make they always all think it's annoying <laughs> <laughs> but when in when you watch the trailer it kind of seemed like it was going to be like, the end of the trailer shows her, like, having an operation where they're, like, pulling out, like, like all kinds of gross shit. Like, safety pins and batteries and, and like, like thumbtacks. And I was like, oh, clearly that's, like, that's where the movie is headed, right? To, like, her yeah. severe thing. But when that part actually happens in the movie, that's, like, 30 minutes in. I paused. I was
1: worried. That's when I was worried.
0: So I was like, either the trailer has held back all the truly gross stuff in an attempt to, I don't know, save a surprise, but that's not how trailers work. You would have shown me some... You would have shown a shot of her, like, holding up a kitchen knife and trying to swallow it, right? <laughs> so I thought, what's going to happen for the next hour and 10 minutes, right? Because there's a lot of movie left. <laughs> <laughs> and it it kind of just becomes, yeah, mostly a sad drama, but I... <laughs> It's just because it's not a horror movie. I mean, it's not a scary movie at all. No. I will say, though, I liked it. I really liked this movie. This was
1: a really good movie. It's just it's just not a horror movie. And I think it's a fascinating subject. And I think she's an amazing actress. I think she sold that character and like want, like sold wanting to eat those objects. Like, I believed that she wanted to do that. But yeah, it's it's not a horror movie.
0: Yeah. So it's it's written by Carlo Mirabella Davis, just so we get that out there. And again, he... He directed it, too. Isn't that what I said? I said written and directed. Oh, I, I just heard written. I, I mean, apology. Yes, he did both. But he did a bunch of shorts and co-directed a, a documentary called The Swell Season, which I've heard of, but I have not seen it. But this is his first film. And I think he did a really great job. Um, Chris, I didn't get your opinion on it.
2: Uh, I liked a lot of it. I... I I feel like it's one of those movies that I equally liked and equally hated because there are moments that I think are great and moments that I think are really tin-eared.
1: right. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, like, we'll talk about it, but, like, the ending, I hated.
2: Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we, we will talk without spoilers, and then we'll give
0: you a warning when we're going to spoil stuff. Not that I think there's a lot to spoil, but all the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Missy, when you were talking about the, the lead actress, her name is Haley Bennett. Haley Bennett, to me, just, like— I, I just keep seeing Jennifer Lawrence. I realize she's not Jennifer Lawrence, but she looks like Jennifer I think Lawrence to me. Less. We discussed
1: this last. We did, and even, you guys said I'm crazy. I think no. I think she looks like Blake Lively, and you said Jennifer Lawrence.
0: I think you're. And, I mean, she's obviously a different person, so she doesn't really look like either of them. But I think she looks way more like Jennifer Lawrence than Blake Lively. But whatever.
1: That's what I, I saw Blake Lively the whole movie. So it's yeah. It's that's
0: so weird.
1: Yeah, but she's very pretty and very good actress.
0: Yeah, I, I tried, like, figuring out where I know her from, and she's been in, like, everything that I haven't seen, except—
1: <laughs> She's the girl on the train.
0: I didn't see girl There's on the train. On-
1: oh, really? Okay. She's There's in a the Magnificent
0: Seven. I didn't see that. She is in Hardcore Henry— which I do remember her in and hardcore Henry is awesome for ever. I know everyone listening is like, I'm not watching hardcore Henry, but it's <laughs> fucking awesome.
1: That's what I was thinking when you said it, <laughs>
0: I know because like you I, we can have a whole separate discussion on that. If you, if you, if you like things like the raid and.
1: Oh, that's what that is. Oh, it I just mean, sounds so.
0: no, no, <laughs> It, but it's that level of gonzo violence it's just like okay. it's just told it's just all shot in the first person it's like you're it's like yeah, the it's like have you
2: ever not wanted to be able to control a first person shooter watch hardcore henry <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah but have you got have you seen it chris
2: uh yeah I, I tried watching it and turned it off
0: well that's all right i mean that's i think <laughs> look this is oh my god i'm gonna i'm trying not to like have a rant here but like if you I feel it coming <laughs>
1: But you're gonna anyways. <laughs> like, look,
0: I went and saw this in a theater with a friend, and I just feel like there is this, there is a psychological thing that happens where you say, I don't even like the idea that it's from the first person, and therefore I denounce it, right? But, like, did you get to the part, Chris, where, like, a dude uses telekinesis to levitate a dude and then stab him?
2: I think so. You don't even remember. You would have remembered that. <laughs> I I remember watching it and being like, I understand why people like Rodney like this. Okay. <laughs> okay I'll take i had it. a very an, a, a analytical experience of
0: it dude hardcore henry is fucking cool it's got i don't know if you do you know who charlotte Lee? i can't say his name charlotte Lee Charlton Cople, Copley? charlotte am I, you say Charl- it Charl- 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 <laughs> yeah the guy from district nine right yeah he's the guy from every movie made by um the guy who made district nine i'm just losing every name today <laughs> but um he he has is this, this really cool mechanic where he is like um, I believe he's like a clone right he has a, there's like clones of him and so he keeps showing up in Hardcore Henry but every time he does he gets like killed and then he shows up again later and he's like a new version of himself it's fucking awesome huh. anyway we're not here to talk about Hardcore Henry uh, even though we just did
1: <laughs> I think you did we listened
0: <laughs> all right we're we're doing that as a whole episode sometime even though it's uh-huh. not a horror movie if you can if you can pick Parasite I'm picking fucking hardcore Henry well she's in that and she's in a whole bunch of other movies that I've never seen in my life so this was she was new to me essentially that's what I'm saying
1: we get it yes
0: want to talk about hardcore Henry some more it's great (laughs) so yeah all right Haley Bennett she is what like a like it's unclear how long she's been married yeah Uh, they're newlyweds yeah I don't think it's been they're less than a year And she's married to the actor is Austin Stowell, Stowell. Husband, mean husband, mean husband. Yeah, like he kind of looks like 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 uh, Thor's brother.
1: He does. He looks like he's related to them.
0: Not Loki. He looks like he's
1: a Hemsworth. He
0: looks like Liam's Hemsworth to me. Mm-hmm. Apparently he was in pa- in Fantasy Island, which none of us have Wait, seen. I don't no, think. No,
1: I still kind of want to see that. I know it's bad, but for some <laughs> reason I want to.
0: <laughs> no, I kind of, I kind of want to too. Maybe, we, maybe we do an episode about it. Sure. Yeah, you guys can do your side podcast about that. Okay. This dude's been again. He's been in a bunch of movies I just haven't seen. I guess he was in Whiplash, but I don't even remember him. Whiplash so.
1: was amazing, but I don't remember him in it.
2: Yeah, there, uh, weren't there only was, two characters in Whiplash?
1: Yeah. <laughs> there are some
0: other people, but yeah, they really the are. He played the
2: drumstick. Oh. <laughs> Drum- <laughs> Drumstick, too.
1: I think that he was, like, compared to her, it was very obvious that he wasn't as good of an actor. Like, next to her.
0: Yeah, like, man, this it, it, this is a hard one to talk about. He 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 seemed like he was not a very good actor. Let's just say it. Like Yeah. I, like, his character is a very cold, controlling kind of asshole. But there are times in the movie where, like, you know, she says, like, do you love me? And he's like, absolutely. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I like this is a this is like a really complicated acting thing, right? Because it's like, is he actually a good actor? And he's intentionally delivering the line kind of bad because he doesn't genuinely believe it,
2: right? Or is the line delivery just not great? Right. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like that's the challenge of having an actor act, right? Because the character that he's playing is acting like he loves her. Right. Exactly. But I don't know. I feel like. When people actually are great actors, you buy it and you're like, oh, I see that they're hiding how they feel. Or like, oh, I genuinely believe that they believe that. And then you have the rug pulled out from under you later. Whereas from the beginning, I was like, I don't nah, nah, they, they're not in love.
0: That's the thing. I didn't I never felt like they like for newlyweds. Right. Like, I never felt what she must have seen in him other than like he's very good looking and He's rich. good
1: looking and rich. And I think that she's like is very insecure and just like liked that somebody was, was telling her that he loved her.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is a major plot point that like, I'm not, I am in no way saying that she married him for his money, but it's very clear that like, that was, it, it weighed in the equation, I think. I don't
1: think she married for his, for his money, but I think she liked the idea that somebody with a lot of money liked her.
0: Yes, but like, there's there's never really any moments of any kind of genuine love between them. You know what I mean?
1: She seems scared of him and he I don't get why he even I don't know like because she's pretty like what does he ever love her
2: I mean I think I think they're young and dumb and probably to a certain extent are in lust and probably thought they had to do a certain thing to either like for him to impress his parents for her like they're they're checking boxes and they don't know why and I I think uh, she says later in the movie like I have feelings for you and I think that's what it is is that They're young and they're experiencing something that's complicated through culture, through their emotions with each other, but they're not truly in love because they're not mature enough to be in love.
1: They're not that young, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're like, they're clearly in their, I mean, I I say clearly, but they look like they're in their thirties. Sure, but somebody can be still extremely immature in their thirties. Oh,
0: don't I know it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what you come to learn about him is that he's just like this insecure, rich son that like... for her, she's just another you know piece of furniture to him.
1: That's yeah, pretty much.
2: Yeah, I mean like the it,
1: mom is like shaping her like oh, he likes his women with their hair long. You should really Right. grow your hair out for him and like right. I don't know. It's all about keeping this man baby happy.
0: Exactly. I, I will say that like her her performance is is weird because she comes across as a very meek like submissive a little like I don't want to call her dumb, but a little ditzy, you know. Like
1: I think that she's appearing to be ditzy, but she's not actually ditzy. I think she thinks that that's what he wants to see.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And like I, I don't know, her performance is really good because there are these moments when like like she she just has one of those faces that like you can read the emotion she's feeling. And in the parts where she actually swallows something, those are the times when you see she's actually happy, you know. Yeah. And so most of the movie is sort of about like like what is happiness. And like, I don't know, there's, it's like one of those, you know, it's like a fucking IFC movie where it's a lot of like fucking this is IFC as well, right? I'm pretty sure. Am oh, I,
1: really?
0: Oh. Am I crazy? I guess Anyone? they do a lot of stuff. It oh. is IFC. Yeah. I thought I saw it oh. at the beginning. So that's really It's not IFC Midnight, though, right. so we should have known.
1: The minute oh. it started and I
0: just saw a plain old IFC, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Where's the Midnight? Where's Wait, the Midnight? You guys it's about the Midnight.
1: <laughs> you forgot. <laughs>
0: but um, yeah, so basically the only there's like five characters in this whole well, six i guess there's six there's so there's her and her husband his parents who are i don't know who's the bigger asshole probably his, his dad his dad's a super asshole and so um, they're both equally assholes <laughs> yeah they're they're everyone everyone in this movie is a bad person uh except for the main
2: character but and the live-in nurse
1: yeah and there's also oh, he's a, great a, yeah that's and then um, a therapist that she's seeing.
2: Right. For parts. Well, no, she ends up being a piece of shit.
1: Well, no, I said that that's the other character. in
2: the movie. Oh, oh, well, well.
1: yeah, she's a piece of shit. And then there's a character that I don't want to say is in it.
2: So <laughs> uh,
0: how, how do you even talk about this movie? What, like she
2: lives in this like well, gorgeous so, house. Yeah, they basically they're newlyweds. They uh, it's so funny that you see how little anyone in this milieu cares about her because they are married. The parents bought them a house. And over dinner or maybe it's in a scene, the mother, the in-law asks her, so what did you do before you met my my son? It's yeah, like, you don't, you never had this conversation? And then she says, like, I
0: mostly worked in retail. And like, you can just see the disgust on the mother's face, you know, and it's a very uncomfortable scene. Most of the movie is just uncomfortable scenes. <laughs> That's yeah. the best way to put it.
2: Yeah. So basically what happens is they're newlyweds. The son works for the dad's very successful company. He's like the youngest senior manager or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'm sure he earned that. And he uh, gets this promotion. And at the same time, she learns that she's pregnant. And so she basically, what you see through a matter of scenes is that she constantly is getting him to listen to her or the parents to listen to her. And she's constantly like overlooked or ignored or interrupted. So I think there's something really authentic there to, to the female experience. And then when she tells the husband that she's pregnant, she then starts experiencing.
1: Yeah, well, the, the mother. Yeah, I think it's a pretty off. common
2: experience for women to just be interrupted, you know? Like, they're trying yeah, to say like something. The dad, she's
1: trying to tell a and story And they just, like, some dinner.
0: guy is always oh, just uh, jumping in and cutting them uh-huh. off, you know?
1: Yeah, she's trying to tell a story at dinner, and the dad just, like, literally. <laughs> and he just,
0: like, turns away.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh huh.
0: Is this a good bit? I don't know if this is a good bit. <laughs> it's, it's as funny as anyone's <laughs> chuckling. Um, but no, Missy, t- the, the scene at the dinner table really made me angry. It
1: was horrifying. She's telling the story. And she's like, no, it's not a good story. And the husband's encouraging her to tell it. And so she finally gets the courage to start telling it. And the dad literally changes the subject halfway through the story and yeah. never lets her finish. Which um, I
2: thought that story would be more poignant, like have something to do with something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a rele- the, the
0: relevant to the plot. But like, I understand they're trying to show me that like the dad is the worst person ever. But I even I, I was just like, is there anyone who would Actually, like, just in the middle of their daughter-in-law, like, uh, telling a story, just like, cut her off
2: and start talking to his son. Absolutely, I guess there are. I guess they're just
0: bad people.
2: I mean, I, I'll I'll divulge. I come from some not that wealthy, but like I've been around those people. There are some very good, nice, rich people. There are some real piece of shit rich people.
0: (gasps) Yeah, I, I guess that's.
1: It's hard to picture. This is
2: not
0: shocking. I guess it's just like. I watch it and I'm like, I'm it's so a thing I would never do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the type of guy who sits there and politely listens no matter how long the
2: story is, right? Yeah. No matter like, how many how much first person is in the movie, you just sit and watch enraptured.
0: If, if you were to ask my wife, she'll tell you about how like I'll get caught into like listen to eight minutes of like a homeless person rant about crazy stuff, right? Just because like I'm too polite to walk away. And at a certain point, she has to like politely put her hand on my arm, and be like, we have to go. And I'm like, okay. But he was in the middle of time about how he's God. <laughs> <laughs> and then as we're walking away, I'll be like, what if he was God? Like, what if God is testing us or something and as a homeless
2: man? Right. She's like, Rodney, we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, that, that did feel very authentic. And I think that's that for me is one of the things that really works about the movie is how the pressure cooker that you see her in seems very natural and realistic.
0: Yeah, I absolutely felt the like even the I kept thinking about Parasite as I was watching
2: this movie I don't. I know. Is that because it's a horror movie, or because it's a comedy, or because it's the best movie ever made?
1: (laughs) I think.
0: It was several things. One, it was just like, <laughs> I can't trust Missy to identify a horror film anymore. Like
1: we, It was on I, lists of best <laughs> horror movies. Okay. If you Google I it, it does say
0: horror drama. I, I know. But I promise listeners, for the next four episodes after this, we're doing spooky, ghostly slasher shit. Like, we're bringing you the real horror. And Missy, you're getting a month off before we go back to quiet drama horror. you
1: prove this. <laughs> this. I'm not taking all the blame.
0: But it's more fun to blame you. (laughs) I
1: know. I know. That's what everyone says.
0: But uh, I guess what I was thinking about is, one, uh, the house is a big character in this, like it is in Parasite. That is
1: actually very true. Yeah, it's like a very cold... Like, everything's perfect on the surface and everything, like, has a place, but it doesn't, it's not, like, lived in.
0: It made it's me just, feel like, my first thought was, like, this house has such a gorgeous view of, like, I don't know if that's, like, the Hudson River Valley. It's clearly, like, super wealthy area where there's, like, one mansion far down the river and they just have this giant vista to look at. And I kept thinking at first, oh, my God, I would love this house. And then I just started feeling how cold and depressing it was until I realized that it's, like, a psychological prison for her. Yeah, yeah. And also, can we talk about the cinematography? Because this movie is gorgeous. It is. Yes. Um, yeah. This this is this is a Rodney movie. Like in terms of the shooting, I I love this kind of cinematography. Where like every shot is like locked off. The camera really doesn't move. Um, there's a lot of depth of field. A lot of like really crisp and hard edges to everything. I just I like movies like this, and I think that helped me get into it.
1: That helped keep my attention, even though the plot was. Like turning into more of a drama that did keep me interested.
0: Again, I, I I really I really dug this just as a drama, you know. Like you want to talk about the actual swallowing because that's the whole why we're here.
1: Yeah. So the mom <laughs> drops off a book that is like how to I don't know something about it for her pregnancy. Right. And the, there was the, a
0: lot. The, the the dude's mom, like
1: yeah, the mother of mom. mom
0: is not in the movie.
1: Yeah. The mother-in-law, and it says, like, do some do one thing every day that's going to surprise you. Or one new thing every day. And so she, like, thinks about that a lot, what that means for her. And she decides one piece of adventure she's going to do every day is start swallowing something new. Every day. And that's kind of how it starts. And she starts off with a marble. Just, like, a nice little marble. And, like, Rodney says, you can see that it's, like, the first time we've seen her happy the whole movie. After the first time she swallows something. And... We don't see each object she swallows. We see like, at the, like we see the end result after surgeries of everything she swallowed, but we see a few things, and she's kind of amping the ante each time to something a little bigger, sharper, and...
2: Well, it, the, my most horrific squirmy moment was she eats the marble, some other interceding scene happens, and then you see her in the bathroom. And what you come to learn is that she is past the marble, so she puts uh, gloves on to fish it out. But I'm thinking, this is a movie called Swallow, why is she reaching into the toilet? Oh God! Please stop! Please stop! Dude, I, I thought she was gonna eat her own shit. I really yeah. did.
1: Yeah, I yeah. So she cleans off each object that she passes and then puts it on her dresser, and like so she can look at it all the time.
2: Yeah, a and, like trophy. some of the objects
1: she's passing like leave a lot of blood. Like they don't come out clean. So she's cutting up her insides and she does not give a shit. And she's just cleans it up, and then puts it on her bureau. But we see, obviously, a lot of objects aren't passing. Because when she goes into surgery, they have, to, they have to like pull them all out of her esophagus and stomach. But,
2: so before we get to the surgery, one of the really first shocking violent moments is she swallows a thumbtack. Yeah,
0: the thumbtack scene is rough.
2: Yeah, and so then later that night, her husband comes home late, and he's like carousing with a bunch of his friends that he brought home without telling her. And she vomits up, she vomits up the tack or she poops it out. I'm not sure.
1: I think she poops it out. And that's how there's, yeah. like, I think it, she's bleeding. Like, it, it cut out her a lot. Coming oh, out.
2: God. Sorry. Spoiler warnings. Or yeah, the trigger warnings. Yeah. <laughs> this is vile.
0: I mean, well, it's vile. It's, it's interesting because there's not a lot of on-screen gore. But, like, watching her act like she's swallowing a thumbtack, is really painful. Like you can, yeah. you can, you can, you can almost picture it getting caught in her throat as she's like gagging to try to get it down. But in terms of like how much gross shit is on screen, I'd say there's less than ninety seconds in the whole movie.
2: Yeah. So then the the scene I want to talk about is, and this is right before she gets found out, if you will, by gets discovered medically that she's doing this. Still, it's like her little secret. Uh, So that night, the husband and his friends come back, and she realizes that she has to pass a thumbtack. There's, like, a little bit of, like, in filmmaking, I think you'd call it, uh, uh, like, a ticking clock, if you will, (laughs) of, like, she has to clean up the bathroom while, whatever. And so she gets a little bit of blood on her nightgown when she comes downstairs. One of the husband's friends comes in. And I found, did either of you two find this scene very strange? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the husband's friends comes in, sees, she's noticed that she has blood on her nightgown. She's trying to wash it furiously before anyone notices. And he comes in and he's like, the friend is like, or co-worker. Says like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, why are you all wet? She's like, oh, huh? Not, nothing. He goes, hey, can I, can I have a hug? She goes, why? Because I'm not drunk enough to ask for a kiss. <laughs> it's like, these two have never it's met.
1: Disgusting. It was
2: so weird. And then the strangest part is that she gives him a hug and then she? It seems like she enjoys it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Well, I have many things to say about the scene.
0: One, it's weird that she's still in her like very revealing nightgown, right? Like, look, she's she's her own character and she can do what she wants. But like, I just feel like most people once once their their spouse brings friends over, you probably go into the bedroom and like change into something right but maybe she's just thinking they're not going to come in the kitchen or whatever yeah, was she
1: planning to go outside in that
0: well he was saying the like, husband said out, like right? what are you doing come downstairs yeah you're right he does like, say I, that i
1: was i wasn't sure if there was like a bathing suit under there If that was like her bathrobe
0: because because they're all like in suits and ties and they, they've all been drinking but yeah like she just i mean again Is one of it, them
1: jump in the pool it's so, weren't they gonna go in the yes, pool yes
0: so one of them strips down and jumps in the pool yeah it's, yeah, it
1: was it's her very house. weird.
0: She can wear whatever she wants. It just seemed weird, right? Didn't
1: seem like her husband would like it. I, I would feel like he'd be controlling and want her to like cover covered up in front of his friends. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but um, y- y- yeah, there's you don't really get his viewpoint on this situation. But the, the there, I don't know why this scene is in the movie of this guy. Like, look, I I get it. Like he's been drinking, but like. Saying like to your your coworker's wife, like I want to kiss you, especially when like your coworker's know how far your boss he thought
1: he was going to get, yeah,
0: right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't... it's not like they have a history, right? You've never seen this character in the film ever. He shows up in this scene, and he's in one other scene briefly later,
1: doing the same thing, just saying to some other woman at a party at their house, "Can I have a hug? I'm lonely."
0: <laughs> but I guess what I got from the scene was that she basically clearly hugs him to just kind of like defuse the situation. But while she's hugging him, she actually starts to enjoy it because it's like the first genuine, like, connection she's felt of, like, something in a while, you know? Like, it's a genuine hug and I feel like she hasn't been held like that I in a it's while. it's
1: genuine, I think that he... He's a creeper.
0: Well, he's a creeper. I'm not saying he's not a creeper, but like he doesn't try to. But it is actually a hug. It is a hug. He doesn't take it further. Like he doesn't try to like grab her ass or kiss her. Right. Yeah. And like you see that she like she starts off reluctant and then she kind of like melts into the hug. Right. And Mm -hmm. she lets it go on longer than it needs to. And I think a
1: long
0: time. I, I think it's weird. That's that's how we got there. But I think it's an important scene to
2: show that, like, yes, like she's not getting this from her husband. You know, no, she's, yeah, she's
1: very lonely too.
2: And I think this, Chris, like, embodies the the exact complaint I have about the movie. I like that that's how that we get that revelation. I don't like how we got there, and it doesn't feel real.
0: Yeah, I. You feel like there's other. I feel like yeah, there's like other scenes that 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 statement kind of applies to. Yeah. Um. But. I guess I just thought, like, now this is going to be a plot point, the story of, like, the the like the husband's coworker, creepy friend, and this is
2: going to go somewhere, but it kind of, it has no point other than to just have this hug scene, you know? Yeah, yeah and I think there's a lot of stuff like that that kind of gets brought up, and you're like, oh, here's a new story. Nope, okay. over Yeah, this. and all
1: those little nuggets, I thought that they kept, I thought they were going to lead to horror, like, plot lines of, like, oh, they're, like, going to get jealous, and then, like, Someone's gonna kill someone in a fit of jealousy or I don't know because I kept thinking they were all going to lead to more like stabbings or like horrific things and it just was just a drama
0: you know this brings up an interesting thing because as I was watching it I was thinking you know I need at least one person to die in my in my horror movie right for it to be a horror movie and no one dies in this although you I don't think could, I need someone to you could die, argue but you could argue about the I very end which we'll come back to close
1: to death but, you're, but, you're, but my, you're my question
0: for you guys is, can you think of a, a horror movie where no one dies? Because I couldn't. Huh. Yeah, and, and audience, uh, if you can think of one, feel free to shoot us an email.
1: That's interesting.
0: Podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com. Or thanks for talking, Missy, while I'm doing it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can email us at, at podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter at podforsaken. But I don't know why that's funny to you. <laughs> That's how the that's how people communicate now, Missy. You can't <laughs> talk
2: in person.
1: True. You're so right. I'm literally
2: yeah. going down the Rotten Tomatoes top 100 movie, 100 horror movies list. <laughs> I am on number 40 and I have not found one yet.
0: Missy, do you want me to give everyone our my home address and they can that write me a handwritten letter that's a good, or they that's can just come ring my doorbell? Like I'll open it and there'll be this guy who looks like the dude from Poltergeist 2 and he'll be like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about horror movies with can no dead I have bodies. A hug? <laughs> <laughs> and Rodney will hug him. Yeah. And listen. I'll say I'll say, did you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? And he'll go, I did. And I'm like, sure you can have a
2: hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard it here, listeners. If you review us, you get a hug.
0: So I guess in my mind, when I watched the trailer, right, I thought the movie would like it would be amping up, you know, to to crazier and crazier shit that like might lead to someone dying or some really gr- gross body horror but like around 30 minutes in she gets found out by everyone like she like she she uh, she's getting an ultrasound and they like they find something and she starts screaming cuz they like you know accidentally push on her stomach wrong and they take her into surgery and the surgery scene is pretty gross because, like, it looks like they're using real footage of like what's it called? Like an
1: endoscopy. The, yeah, right. that was definitely real footage of an endoscopy.
0: Where it's just straight up, like you know, they put like a like a camera on a cable into your stomach, and you're seeing like the inside of someone, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, they go
1: down the throat, and so you're seeing the esophagus and it's like the sphincters leading into the stomach.
0: The yeah. um, the inside of the human body is disgusting.
1: Oh, it's really <laughs> gross, and that's what it looks like. I have video of. And the endoscopies I've had, and that's exactly what it looks like. It's horrifying. That's your insides.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, that that like this movie likes to linger on close-ups of that kind of shit. Like like after the part with the thumbtack, it just like lingers on the world's largest close-up of like a saliva-covered thumbtack. And I was like, yeah. saliva, saliva is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think the aliens an alien drool? Well, yeah. Well, I just assumed it's because they had rabies. Yeah. space rabies. <laughs> That's actually why they're so upset. (laughs) (laughs) So she gets she gets found out and they're like, you know, uh, yo, why are you fucking swallowing things? And like, I'm with the husband here. I'd be pretty upset if I found out my wife was swallowing thumbtacks, you know? (laughs) And this is one of those things where like we're going to venture into like an area of life that like I can't. Really understand because it's a psychological condition, right? Like, it's a yeah. compulsion in the same way that, like, I imagine other eating disorders like anorexia are. That, like, yeah,
1: it's you're trying to gain control over your life. And this, it, like, being in control of what you eat gives people with, like, types of anxieties and traumas and PTSDs, it, it lets them feel like they have control over their life by choosing this. And th- there's an- another component to it also that I actually don't think is playing into this movie, but with women with Pika or I guess people with PICA, it can also be from nutritional deficiencies. Like if you're like really low on iron or something, or like you're anemic. Yeah. If you're anemic or like you're not, your hemoglobin molecules aren't like formed properly, you can be craving to eat certain things. And you're like, it's just like a misfiring in the brain because of nutritional deficiency. But I I don't think that's part of this.
2: No. I mean, they kind of hint at that with how the mother-in-law tries to treat it, where she's like, we got to get your vitamins up. We're going to give you lots of iron. And so I feel like this is where the movie enters. (sighs) It's hard because it's like, I see all the threads of how it's like, she is just an ornament to them. She's not a person. She is a problem to be fixed, not a person with problems, if that distinction makes sense. It does and but then i also see the the family side of like we have the money and the resources to get you help let's get you help right yeah i mean they it, it's i think you're you're nailing it chris the the vibe is like
0: this is a in the same way like a car motor needs to be repaired we need to repair this woman right but like yeah but they're
1: not trying to get to the root of the issue of why she's doing it they're just like we need you to stop so how can we make you stop right now like they don't right. care why she's doing it as long as she stops
2: Right. But then if you consider, as you just said, Missy, the reality of Pika is that sometimes it is from an imbalance of vitamins or whatever, yeah. then it, it, it just seems strange that it's like their resolution also does feel like an actual resolution to the issue.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, it's not a resolution because it doesn't resolve anything, but it's a, a possible solution. Correct. But they're basically they're, they're, their solution is twofold. It's to hire her one, a therapist to see. And two, they hire this male live-in nurse. Um, My favorite fucking character yeah, with three lines. He's amazing. Yep. <laughs> he and the the guy at the end, which we won't spoil yet. I thought those were the two best performances. But the male the male live-in nurse is really good. He's such yeah. a quiet character. He um he's like this dude in his like late forties who I think he says he, he's from Syria originally. Yeah,
2: he says he's a refugee from
0: Syria and he basically says like he has a great line where he says like you know if i was like basically i lived in a in a war torn nation and when you when war is all around you there's no time for psychological problems like swallowing things you know <laughs> yeah. yeah but his general attitude is like it's like, I need a job, and I'm really sorry. Like, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but, like, I'm being paid to watch you and make sure that you don't swallow things, right?
2: Right, which, you know, it's it's strange because it's, like, again, it's I think it's interesting because it's, like, the whole root of this cause, as you've identified, Messi, is, like, it's about control, right? It's a lack of her control over who she is, what she can do, when, how people treat her, nobody listens to her, so she seeks solace and and soothing from doing this one thing. But the problem is, is you're still swallowing nuts and bolts. That's not good for you. Yeah.
1: And it's like hard for, I guess, me to grasp why she wouldn't care about that. And it's like, it's t- it's a tough layer in this movie because I don't think, I think she does like, she, she doesn't not care about her baby, but the fact that she's pregnant and doing this, yeah. is, it's hard to, ha- to have her be sympathetic because it's like, why would you do this? Because you're clearly potentially putting your baby in danger. And like, uh, it's just like, it's hard to reckon with.
0: Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like I think this is a case of, of I always mix up the difference between sympathy and empathy, right? But I, I believe I empathized with her, but didn't sympathize with her.
1: Same. That's a good distinction,
0: right? Like I get why she is upset because, especially once, like I get like her life is so cold and meaningless. And I was like, I, I don't you have any friends? Like I wish, I like
1: I know, like, like she's just sitting around all day playing like games on her phone, like Candy Crush type and like games like that in her phone and not doing anything like i was like yeah don't you yeah. have a friend
0: her even. life in a non-quarantine world is is more boring than my life in a real quarantine world yeah. you know <laughs> and i was like lady you got to get the last of us <laughs> <laughs> yeah but- she
2: just becomes a fucking twitch streamer <laughs>
0: the whole movie just is about her like not having time for her husband because she's always streaming <laughs>
2: yeah. now that'd be a fucking cool movie hon i'm gonna lose apex predator all right everybody <laughs> smash that subscribe button oh thanks for the thousand t- tip i'm gonna eat this marble now um i guess i was also thinking like
0: if you're going to have this condition, why not, again, I get that it's it's like a, a thing I don't understand, but why not only just stick to marbles, right? Or like smooth things that you can, like, is that, I guess it's just like it's not enough after a while, right? Like, why would you choose to eat a thumbtack?
1: I think she just wants to see how far she can push it. And she like, she, at times she's like, oh, I know I went too far this time. But she's like, just trying to like push yeah. a little more to see what she can get away yeah.
2: with. I mean, I think we should move into spoilers at this yeah. point. I agree. So, spoiler, the movie's no longer a horror movie now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. Right after she gets found out, it becomes it becomes a drama. And it's a good movie, but that it ends when she's found out, pretty much. Like, the the vibe changes. The whole vibe of the movie changes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you I felt it the second it happened. Like, it yeah. cuts to her post-operation. She's, like, in the recovery room with her husband and his parents. And I was like, uh-oh. I'm feeling <laughs> drama vibes.
1: Yeah, it's just like an indie drama.
0: But, you know, you— I did get a sense of, like, the way she feels so trapped and imprisoned. And I was thinking about, like, how upset I would be if, like, if there was just this dude who lived in my house and literally followed me everywhere and basically was just always watching me to make sure I didn't do anything bad, right? Yeah. Um, Or specifically swallow things. And
1: she's also, like, continuously being told by everyone around her, like, basically, this is the best you're ever going to do. This is the best you can ever hope your life to be. So you better, like be happy with it and get used to it. And if she, like, she's feeling so miserable in that circumstance when everyone is telling her your life is perfect, like it's making her feel even more trapped.
0: Yeah. And so she's seeing the, we should talk about the therapist because she's seeing this therapist and yeah, it's like when they, in the first time they meet with uh, her, the therapist says like, hey, I'd like to speak with, um, what's the main character's name, by the way? Hunter. Hunter, Hunter thank yeah. you. She's like, I'd like to speak with Hunter alone. And the husband is like, actually i'd like to stay and i was like i mean again i get it he's a controlling asshole but you probably you probably should just step outside and let your wife get the help she needs right (laughs) um but he does leave and so there's maybe like three or four scenes of her with a therapist
2: and which i liked The i think it's like the second scene this is a really natural thing Uh, there's something in therapy i don't remember the exact term but it's something like exit therapy where if you have an hour session you spend 55 minutes being like everything's great oh everything's awesome it's awesome and then right as you're about to leave you go oh but i did punch myself 42 times we should talk about that all right bye
1: yeah yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's for next week and then you yeah. don't get to it next week <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> she
0: yeah she she like mentioned something about the thing that happened with her mother and and then she's like but i gotta go so never mind forget i even brought it up right yeah
1: you wouldn't want to hear about that yeah
0: <laughs> never mind <laughs> um and i was like well i want to hear about it let's hope the movie tells me the movie that's what it
2: and he, then it doesn't yeah it, it does. does i'm kidding oh,
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you turn it off toward, did you only watch the first half, Chris?
1: <laughs> I watched again, the first Chris. 30 minutes.
2: I was like, getting drama vibes. I'm
0: done. <laughs> so uh, what you, I mean, I think we're in spoilers. Like, what we're you in spoilers. To, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She basically eventually reveals to the therapist that her mother was raped- and she is the the product of that rape. And that guy was arrested, he went to jail, and then she pulls out, like, a newspaper clipping yeah. and shows that she literally carries around the photo of the man that raped her mother. She's
1: like, this is right. my dad! Isn't that cool? Is right, and so
2: again, I like the revelation of that. I don't like how the scene gets there. Because, basically, she's, like, uh, Hunter is saying to the therapist or psychiatrist, like, hey, like, this is what happened, but I dealt with it. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. And then the the therapist is like, "No, I think this is the key. What happened? What happened the night your mom was raped?" I'm like, "That's not how therapists talk." Cuz they center it around your experience, your emotional experience of the information. Yeah, I kind of thought she was a mostly terrible therapist.
1: For, sh- for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Well, can we go into the next spoiler? Yeah, yeah that kind of explains why she's such a terrible therapist. Basically, we find out like she goes home and hears the therapist on the phone with her husband. Like she's overhearing it outside the door. The therapist tells the husband everything she divulged in therapy. And well,
2: she's reluctant about it. it who and- cares?
1: She still she agreed to do that before therapy. I don't think there's that many therapists. I think that's why she's seeing probably a shitty one because this one is agreeing to like.
2: Well, that's illegal. To,
1: that's what I mean. Right. Yeah. So, if so- you're, it's very illegal. It's patient confidentiality
2: right and so i found that to be that was sort of a hiccup for me thematically because it's like if you're talking about a woman who's out of control you've actually or not uh, lacks control you've actually just given her a shit ton of leverage
0: right well i mean wait like why? He-
2: you're saying well, cause she could like go to the
0: cops and say yes,
1: yeah, oh, but that's not, I don't think that she would.
0: That's not going to help her situation. Like at the
2: very worst, it would get that girl that the the therapist fired. You know, right, right. I I understand, but it just it seems very strange to like. Well, I also have another problem with the construction of that the sequences leading up to that because basically what happens is in the preceding psychiatry scene she reveals, oh my, I'm the product of rape, uh, but my my parents and my stepdad. They have other kids, and but they love all of us. It's fine. And then the interceding scene, Hunter is out doing, uh, making a flower box, which is something she talked about doing in the beginning of the movie. And you see she pulls uh, uh, Loue, the Syrian nurse, is like not really paying attention for a moment because it's like everything seems to be getting better. And she pulls some of the dirt out from the, the package and she looks like she's about to eat it and she chooses not to. And then she immediately is so proud of herself, she's going to go upstairs and tell her husband hey, I didn't do the thing, and that's how she overhears it. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like this is just from like a movie construction point of view. Yeah. That is the character's conscious choice, which happens towards the end of Act 2. You, for a movie to not feel stilted as this does, you want that to have a period of, like, you are having a good thing that's happened, you're enjoying your new way of being, quote-unquote, and then the bottom falls out as you move into act three. Like that's how story construction works from like a classic Robert McKee story perspective, right? Okay. And so because that conscious choice immediately by like 30 seconds precedes the the like bottom falling out of, oh shit, my therapist is a piece of shit mm-hmm. and is telling my husband everything. You don't have time to enjoy that. So the movie just feels mired in feeling really down, mm-hmm. right? It just, like, you don't actually have highs and lows because the moment something good happens, it's immediately subverted.
1: That makes sense.
2: Yeah. I I mean, you're right. The movie is pretty much persistently
0: a downer throughout. And you're right. It would be more impactful if we saw her getting better and then her husband betrays her and that, like, sends her into a deeper spiral. Or
1: even if we saw, like, one scene of them happy together
0: in between. Well said, Chris. That was very – very intelligently
2: said. I think. <laughs> I mean, who knows if you're right? I'm missing it about. I'm completely incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, th- I, that goes to like one of my generally larger complaints about the movie is that it just sort of parks on a lot of like, oh, she's eating this thing. Oh, she's cleaning up her blood from having to pass it. Oh, she's doing this. Oh, look at how shitty her life all is. I that.
1: I just don't think they knew where to go.
2: Right. There. Right. And so that's that's why I feel like the movie falls into portraiture.
1: What does that mean? Fall into portraiture
2: that it, instead of being like like Star Wars is not a portrait. A portrait is like uh, like 12 Years a Slave is a portrait okay. where you're just following one character. And there's like a, a story of what happens to that character, but you're mostly just concentrating on showing the experience of that character. Right, it's more like when each scene is its own little like vignette,
0: right? Like a, here's, a, here's a pretty well-constructed scene And all those scenes strung together obviously create a movie because you're seeing like glimpses into a life. But it's not like, a cause and effect relationship. Like we're not seeing like this next scene happens because of the previous scene, right? It's yeah. just sort of like now we're at a dinner party and that dinner party is depressing. Yeah. Now here's right. a shot of her looking out at the bay and she looks depressed, right? <laughs> here's her swallowing a marble. Now here's her planting. And it's like you're creating, like when you say like a portrait where it's more of a movie that conveys a tone. Its emphasis is on tone and feeling over storytelling, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: So because of that, when you get to the final third, it kind of like, it doesn't feel like it's like ramping up like where no. you like it 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 maintains that same dreary slowness right which you know uh, like a horror movie they'd be fucking like digging up the witch's body and battling hellhounds at this point right but like in this movie like she i mean we can just talk about what happens cuz we're in spoilers they basically she she's she starts eating again. How do they catch her the second time?
2: Cuz she uh she, so there's a great scene where she crawls underneath the bed after learning that her uh, therapist is betraying her and Loue, the Syrian nurse, crawls underneath with her and that's really sweet.
1: Yeah, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Uh but he ends up falling asleep and so she she falls asleep too and when she wakes up she goes downstairs and eats a screwdriver.
1: And it's too big for oh, her it's impossible Possibly get down, so she starts choking.
0: It's like almost the size of like a pen. Yeah,
1: um, I don't know how she thought that, that was gonna.
0: And it's pretty gross. You see a little sh- like piece of a surgery scene where they're like removing it from her stomach, and that was pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. Backing up to the therapist real quick, I I did think like like you, like it's totally against. I, I think it's against the law. If a lot against like I don't know if you can go to jail for for what she did, but you, you could lose probably license. be. Yeah, you definitely lose your license. But I guess I just chalked it up to like the husband was like how much money would I have to pay you to, like, fucking ra- rat out yeah. my wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I just feel like, I mean, look, there are bad people who take money, right? I just kept thinking, no therapist would, like— you, There's got to
1: be—there's be so many therapists, there's got to be a few.
0: Yeah, I guess oh, you just— yeah. You make enough calls, and you're like, what if I give you $50,000 extra, and you just fucking tell me what my wife says, right? Yeah. And so— yeah, jumping forward, she falls asleep under the bed, she eats the screwdriver, it's disgusting. And so then the family basically is like, they have made the decision that she needs to be like committed to like a psychiatric hospital for like seven months until, until the baby's baby. which
2: I don't disagree with, like if you're eating a screwdriver.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: I, I'm not in disagreement,
0: like she, she needs professional full-time 24-7 help. I was help. kind
1: of wondering in this, like if she wasn't pregnant, would they have just like written her off and not even her shit? It's Absolutely. only because she's pregnant yeah. that they're even trying to help her. The husband, too. All of them.
0: The vibe I get from the whole the whole movie is like, once they find out, is like, let's, keep, let's help her until she gives birth to your child, and then you can divorce her. Yeah. Because he straight up says, like, if you don't check yourself into the hospital, I will divorce you.
1: Yeah. Well, actually,
2: he doesn't say it. His mom says it.
1: Yeah, it's really grim.
2: Which, that, that's the type of thing where I'm like, I think the mom is the real supervillain. Yeah, maybe because yeah. she's like the
0: the ins- the insidious one behind it who suggests it. But like again, I-, I don't think she's wrong because she just ate a screwdriver. You know, like right. she's not
1: wrong that they want to commit her, but it's for the wrong reasons. Like they like, don't right. care if she gets better. Right. They like just care that she's carrying their grandchild. Yes, all-
0: they absolutely do not care about her. But to be clear, this is not like the psychiatric hospital from Unsane, Right? Like they are clearly going to send her to like a p- paradise. Yeah. Type hospital, except for the part where you're, you know, watch (laughs)
2: 24-7. And you can eat anything you want as long as it's food. (laughs) (laughs) For my um, last meal, I would like uh, screws and screwdrivers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you're going to use those those screwdrivers to break out of here? And she's like, I swear, I'm just going to eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Once Um, I poop them out, you can have them back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So then, basically, she says like, oh, I'm going to. I, I, I Oh, I forgot my phone charger. I forgot my phone charger. And she goes inside, and understandably, they're like, well, we can get it. And she's like, I'm not a baby. It's like, you just ate a screwdriver. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I do want to
0: linger on this though, because, like, look, I would not want to be committed for seven months to even the nicest of psychiatric hospitals, right? But, like, they clearly say you have to willingly sign this document, right? Like, you have to self-commit yourself. And so... I don't get why she signs it since moments later. Because they're later.
1: saying she's going to divorce. Oh, I know. I guess I know. I see what you mean. Okay.
0: Right. Like, like to be fair, I'm willing to buy that she she basically signs it, and then it's like, I'm going to go back for my phone charger, and then makes the decision that she needs to run away, and she just has to get away. But I was like, man, it would be so much better. Like if you If you didn't sign it, you could have just said, like, I'm
2: leaving, right? Like, I'm just right. like, no.
1: Yeah, you could have just got divorced and probably got some money.
2: <laughs> right. Well, and then what's also strange about it is that it's like... So Loue helps her run away. Right, and covers for her. She like she runs away, but then he makes it look like she's in the bathroom and ran out the window. Right, and then she ends up getting away. Uh, she flags down somebody, drives her to a motel, and she's spending the night there. You see that she pockets a bunch of dirt from the, the flower eating, bed. She's eating like
1: popcorn in front of the TV. Yeah. but this but
2: before that, before that, the 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 husband calls and he's like, "Honey, I'm so I love you so much. Where are you?" And then she's like. I still have feelings for you. I don't know how I feel about this. And just immediately on a dime goes like, you fucking C-word, I'm gonna fucking kill. It's just like, what?
1: That's what I was hoping that maybe at this point, even like that it was ramping up to like her killing the husband and killing the parents. And I was like, okay, well that would make up for a lot.
2: Yeah, agreed.
1: But no, that didn't.
2: And then this is this is where it strikes a very strange tone to me. Is like, okay, he's taken the mask off. You see that he's a villain. She's done with him now. She smashes her phone so she can't be tracked. She's free. And then she spends the night, as you said, eating dirt like popcorn. So she's not better.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. No. She's no. doing what she wants to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like like running away has not helped her. Her Pika. But I mean, like. Like it's not surprising when the husband shows his true his true nature, because he's obviously an asshole throughout. But you're right. Yes. That that ramped up pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, it was like, baby, where are you? I'm not going to tell you. Well, I'm going to fucking cut your tits off. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> he didn't say that, but
0: close enough. I know. Yeah. Close
1: enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he did say, like,
0: I will fucking hunt you down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> I I didn't understand how she was paying for anything, including the my hero. I did not either.
1: I, I yeah. I can, I I I have, as well. Do
0: you accept dirt from your flower bed outside?
1: <laughs> it's really good.
0: <laughs> you know, again, like, I, I can just... You know, if the director said, like, look, like she took like $2,000 out of their safe and and ran away, but she doesn't because, like, we see her like run into the bathroom and run away, right? So, like, unless, like, I just feel like they should have had a shot where she grabs some money because either she uses her credit card and then they're just going to track her to the hotel or, and most hotels require a credit card. It's such a minor thing, but it annoyed me. It bothered me too. Like, try going anywhere without cash or a working credit card, you know?
1: Just because you have a nice jacket on, they're not going to. Not making right pay.
0: but she so then she calls her mom which th- this is a man another depressing scene she calls her mom her real mom not her you know st- uh, her birth mother who got raped but we never actually see her on camera and she basically says like i'm 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 in a giant er- er- emergency can i come see you and her mom basically is like well your sister is here who i assume she means like that she had with her current husband right yes. like uh-huh. and she's like so it's a little crowded uh so no it's not a really good time and you're like wow, like, her own mother. And I started thinking about the emotion of that because, like, her mother, it'd be really hard. This is, like, a whole area that, like, I feel weird about talking about. But, like, she she is the product of rape, right? And so, like, every time you would look at your daughter, a part of you might think about the rape, right? Awful. And and you kind of get why the uh hunter is the way she is is cuz like in that one scene you kind of can fill in all the blanks backward totally. to her whole life growing up being like treated as this like distant like and imagine an entire life where everyone says they love you but you never actually feel the love
1: yeah Oh, which is exactly what her husband was doing. Yeah.
0: Exactly, right? Yeah.
1: No, this was heartbreaking, because like, she clearly says several times that it's an emergency, and she's like, I won't get in the way, I promise. I-, I won't take up any space, I won't get in the way. And the mom is still just like, no, no, it's not a good time. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Which is
2: extra shitty when you consider that she could have aborted her, but because she's a right-wing, yeah. anti-choice person. Mm-hmm. She was oh, like, yeah. She does mention that to the therapist. Yeah. It's like, well, you brought this on yourself, you bitch. <laughs> the mother.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, um, awful.
0: (laughs) I I guess I was hoping that the movie would go in a direction where, like, we see her start, Hunter, start reclaiming power or making her life better, right?
2: No, instead, she has to ask a man for permission.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, what ends up happening is in the final beat of the movie, she goes to the house of the the man who raped her mother, played by Uh, Dennis O'Hare,
2: who's great. Yeah.
0: Who I've seen him in many things. And he's just in this one short, like, eight minute sequence, but he's really good. He's Uh really good. I don't, again, not sure. He's one of those actors where, like, you've seen him in many things. You've
1: seen him in everything.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so he is now, he is now married. He has a daughter of his own. And, like, it's his daughter's birthday party. And Hunter basically just sort of shows up. And, um, you know, like, he he and his wife don't recognize her. And they're chatting with her. And they're like, oh, yeah, so, like, how do you, how did you get invited to the party? And she's like, oh, I think you might remember my mother. And she, like, says the name. And you see on his face, he's like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> This is not good, as you would think, right? And he does a pretty good job of trying to, like, cover. But, like, I'm not sure why he doesn't just say to his wife immediately, like, hey, honey, like, I want to catch up with Hunter for a moment. Can you give us a moment? Instead, <laughs> like, the wife sticks around. And I'm like, oh, man, you got to get her out of there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but she, ba- he basically says to her in private, like, are you here to ruin my life? And I just thought this scene was really powerful, right? Because, like, this woman has been, like, thinking about this guy for so long, uh, and she's and and she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know why I'm here. Right. She's like,
1: I haven't decided yet.
0: Right. And um and the guy, the guy, he he seems like he like he genuinely regrets what he did. I think yeah. he, he says it. It's not just that he says it. I think he's like, again, there's a lot of subtlety in this movie. I think he's the first person who says something to her and means what he says you know and even though what he says is yeah i raped your mom and i tr- i've regretted it every day and there's no excuse for that to her it it's something she needed to hear right he
1: says it in a very and, powerful way Yeah. very I, well
0: done again i i'm going to keep coming back to that i did like the movie i thought like, yeah, the, me like too. it was it was really well done and real it, like i was not looking at my watch i was into the movie right um it's just well, I, I Chris like was Chris was watching, looking at his watch the whole time.
2: I, I paused it three times. I paused it once when the the guy was like, "Can I have a hug?" and I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> you paused there? I was like, "Oh I, no, gotta keep going." Where's yeah. this going? Yeah, no, I, I I had to storm out of the room because uh my partner refused to watch this movie with the Pika element, and I was just like, "This this is the shit I just watched." Hold on, and I did that two more times. Uh, and a- after the movie, I gotta say, like this scene. I again I like the scene. I like Dennis O'Hare's performance. I don't like what it said. Cuz like basically what you have is a woman who her entire life is about not having control and not believing those around her. So her rape dad she has to go to her rape dad and say like am I like you and he does this like long monologue comparing how his rape was uh, he did it because it made him feel powerful and he had a secret that was within his control. And then he realized after he was caught and beaten to half to death that he was a piece of shit. And it's like putting this like weird moral equivalency between the experience of OCD and Pika and rape. And that's very weird to me. Yeah. I I mean, again, it falls under like, I, I don't think it falls under the
0: category of like generalization. I think it's like a character specific thing. Like, unfortunately, like, I don't think we need to read into it. I think this woman who has a specific issue, she needed to hear from this guy, you know? like She
1: actually makes him tell her that she's the one in control, like she has the power here.
0: Yeah. Um, And like, I mean, like, look, she's lived a really fucked up life. And like, I think we can all agree that that by, by her going to that guy's house, it helps her in some way. It like helps her make that step into like finally becoming a person of action. You're right, Chris. Like it is a, it is like a rapist giving her not permission, but like he is the catalyst for it. You know,
2: but it, but I just I just find it strange because it's like everything that I've read about OCD and Pika, like it just I don't feel like that stems from that, and so it just feels it doesn't feel authentic to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, OCD, I don't think is something you're going to resolve in like a day. That's right. like Years and years of work.
0: Right. Right. And so the the you know she she has a conversation and she doesn't ruin the guy's life. She basically like. I think she hugs him. I, I forget if she hugs him, but she definitely cries and then leaves. And then we see that she goes to a doctor and gets a prescription for...
1: Like a chemical abortion.
0: Right. I like She was only two or two months pregnant at that point. So I guess it's, it's possible. And then, you know... She was like, mo- wait, you have a pill for this? I don't need to swallow a screwdriver? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish someone had told me this from the beginning. So, yeah. So you kind of see her in her last act of swallowing for the movie anyway, swallowing the abortion pills. And then she's like at the mall and she goes into the public ladies room and you see her get off the toilet and there is a disgusting shot that doesn't linger too long, but of like her abortion in the toilet.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And I was like, I was sitting there like uh, sipping coffee and I was like, oh, I don't want this right now. (laughs)
1: You know what they didn't show though, which I was they didn't show her flush, and so I was wondering like they show the woman yes, going to the bathroom right. after her. I was <laughs> like, Did she just find that? Like is she gonna scream? And I was like, That's what Why I was she they hold.
2: The last shot of the movie is literally this raking shot of a women's restroom the 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 the, the wash basins. And then over the credits, you just watch this like 65 women come in and use the bathroom and preen their hair and wash their hands. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. I,
0: I took it to mean, like, I was really thinking about the ending because it's sometimes I get really annoyed by movies that just end on like, like, you know, it's just like the scene is happening and then the credits start. Right. And that's really what happens. Like, yeah. she's like walking out of the bathroom. Another woman walks in. She's like washing her hands. And I'm like. Are we just going to stare at the bathroom now? It was a long wa-
1: time. It was like and then, minutes, yeah. wasn't it? Like
0: Well, well, it's probably like, I don't know, maybe like 30 seconds of just bathroom. And then it says like written and directed, you know, by Carlo <laughs> Mirabella Davis. And I was like, "Oh, we're at the end." But then like it just keeps holding on this long shot. And Chris is right, like maybe like like 30 different women of all ages and sizes come into the bathroom and like do their makeup and go to the bathroom and and what I was thinking is like I think the movie is ending on this note of the woman we've been following, Hunter, is just one of many women. And, like, people have these secret lives underneath – You know, like you just don't know about. And so like, as you watch all these women at the end, I was thinking like, who knows what disorders and what lives these characters are having, right? How many of these women are coming in here to pass a marble? In fact, there's a a little touch where one woman forgets her purse at the sink and walks out and this other woman stares at it and then takes it and walks off. And the implication is that, like, that woman has that condition that, like, Winona Ryder has, where you just feel compelled uh, to steal things, right? Kleptomania. Thank you. That's what it is. <laughs> and, um, and like, did you guys catch that?
2: Or did you I turn off catch the movie? It. I kept, I was I, staring
1: at the stall to see who was going to find the abortion in the toilet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I did think that. I was like. Right, oh. I wanted one woman to walk in and go, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, I couldn't see no other point. Than showing minutes of that.
2: <laughs> no,
0: but like you know what I mean, the, the the director clearly put in a woman stealing someone's purse intentionally.
2: Well, yeah, that- or did she go to return it?
0: No, because if you watch it, she's got like a she's got a shifty look on her face. It you isn't can like, tell
2: by the way she looks, <laughs> dude. Go watch it again. Like I'm telling,
0: there's no way that woman I'll is like watch excuse it. I'm me. Watch miss. it right now. She definitely has a shifty look, and then she like clutches the purse to her body like she doesn't want to get caught. Mm. Anyway, that's what I read into it, and that like makes sense, I, yeah. Like I just felt it was a like you know it's easy to like if you were just go to to Hunter's house for one of her parties you'd be like, this woman has everything. Successful husband, nice house, child on the way, right? Yeah. But like, underneath, there is this like, people have these dark underlying psychological issues.
1: and we're all dealing with it differently.
0: Right. And so, but I mean, that's, it's still a weird ending because while that's making a point, it isn't resolving the tale, right? Like, I don't really, like, nothing really happens to the the husband or his family. He's basically just, he basically just gets hung up on while he's screaming, right? Yeah. And like, Yes, she 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 aborts his child and clearly leaves him. But there's no, like, epilogue. There's no feeling of, like, what becomes of this woman, right? Like, I guess she walks out and, like, it's up to you. Do you want to believe that she walks out and starts a new life where she gains control of herself and she stops eating things? Or does she go eat six screws and dies, right? Like, <laughs> And look, again, like, movies are allowed to end however the people want them to end, right? And— but I just don't, I don't care for that kind of ending.
1: I, I like, don't uh, either. It made, it left a weird taste in my mouth when I was already kind of wishy-washy on like where where it was going. And it just, I I was hoping it would like ramp up and it just ramped down and then was over.
0: You know, like, I know this is a little cliche, but I kind of wanted to cut forward like six months and you see that she's like working retail again. But like she has an interaction with a customer that tells us that she's like, actually happy and enjoys yeah, her life. And then, like, work. even if you want, she, like, looks down at some coins in a coin dish and you end on her thinking about eating them, right?
1: <laughs> I'd be okay with that.
0: I guess it's, like, it's weird to tell the entire movie about one specific character and then end on a note that sort of implies, but this is this could be any one of us, you know? This could be, like, this could be your sister, your wife, your neighbor, you know?
1: Yeah, that made it feel even weirder to not follow her. Like, like we stayed in the bathroom when she left, when it was all yeah. about her. It was... Very jarring.
0: The the one other thing we didn't talk about, which is a minor thing, but like another fucked up thing the husband does is he tells everyone at his work
1: oh, about yeah. it. He tells oh, yeah. everybody he knows. He tells like all their friends. He tells everyone. So when yeah. they have a party, they all know.
0: <laughs> some some like random woman makes a comment to Hunter about having her stomach pumped and then like, for, like regrets it. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I, again, I don't know if I would buy that, right? Because like, like, first of all, it's really fucked up what he did. But, like, he strikes me as the kind of guy who wants to maintain the illusion of control. So, like, I don't know if he's his character is the type to actually tell the people he works with that his wife is losing her mind. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. 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 You're right. I don't think that that's very true to the character of like wanting to cover it up and hush, hush and let's fix it really quick. Yeah, because there's he a says scene he early needs the support, but like his parents are babying him to death with support. So
0: there's a scene early in where he gets really upset about like the fact that she ironed one of his ties and now it has like a, a like a stain on it and so he and he's like i i, I have to change my shirt now cuz i don't that tie goes with this shirt and whatever and so like that tells me he's the kind of guy who really cares about his image mm-hmm. and i don't know if he wants to project the image of like my wife swallows thumbtacks you know yeah my wife that right.
1: appears perfect is yeah
0: but at the same time he also is an asshole so i believe he might have you know
2: yeah maybe maybe he was like uh you should come to our party we're going to have a whole bunch of crudites it's going to be thumbtacks <laughs> and nails and <laughs> honey, I just wanted you to fit
0: in. <laughs> we've talked about this movie for, for a good a chunk of time. And, you know, I hope, even though it's not horror, I hope people have enjoyed listening to us talk about this. And if you, you know, like, again, it's a good movie and it's it's different and it certainly has some disturbing moments. So, like, if this is up your alley, it's, it's worth your time. Like, I know we've, we've spoiled it, but there's nothing really to spoil. Those are just the things that happen, right? It's not like... It's
1: a really good movie. And I think if you go in, like, with the correct expectations... It's great. I think that like going in with the wrong expectations of it being a horror movie it was my biggest issue,
0: yeah. she again, she's a really good actress, and like the the sheer like emotion she conveys without even saying words is really good, and I want to see more of her work, and same for this director, like uh, i I will absolutely watch the next thing he makes, yeah because it was classy, you know, but like, I gotta say if you if you want this movie, but you want the horror version of it. Then you should watch Raw, the French film.
1: Yeah, you disagree. That was a good movie. I I like Raw.
0: I just mean they're they're very similar because they're both about like a woman, like a young woman who feels out of place in her in the circle she's in, and she starts consuming things she shouldn't be consuming. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Yeah, I actually want to rewatch Raw.
0: And they both have like a slow kind of indie art house vibe to them. It's just Raw starts ramping up, right? Yeah. Like. You start being like, oh, God, things are getting worse and worse and worse. Whereas whereas things kind of just level off in in Swallow and it maintains that monotone indie art house thing, you know?
2: Correct. Or,
0: fuck, if you want to have like a, like a night of it, do a double feature with both, you know? Like mm-hmm. maybe – I don't know what a third movie about eating shit would be, but – I'm sure we could we could find something. <laughs> oh, I know the movie. There's this there's this really bad movie no one should watch. I think it's called Feed, and it's about like a man who has this this like it's like a sexual fetish for like making his partner get fat. Oh, oh. Uh. And so it's about this dude who just keeps feeding his his girlfriend to get fatter and fatter.
2: Okay. Uh, this might pair well with Human Centipede.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, you could like if you lined it up, you could make an all day event where you start with Swallow, and then you move into like Raw then you go to Human Centipede and you just keep pushing the grossness level and you see, <laughs> you see who's still around by the end of the night and those people are your real friends.
1: <laughs> Perfect, love it. I'm on board.
0: Is there anything else you guys want to say about this?
1: No, I mean, I'm still glad I watched it. So thanks, thanks guys for letting me pick.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Chris, anything else? uh for me i feel like it it just falls too much into portraiture which is like i acknowledge how the the good moments this is not this is not the type of story i like
0: yeah that's fair i would never have have like picked this on my own you know what i mean like a hundred years would have went by before i actually pushed play on this movie it's only because we had to do it for the podcast but i was glad that i enjoyed what i watched i'd rather i'd rather watch a good boring drama than, it's not even boring, just a good, slow drama than a, actually, this is not true. I'd rather watch a shitty horror movie. Never mind. I'd rather watch Pledge again, right? You know, like I'd rather watch Haunt. I was watching and I was like, I kind of want to just watch Haunt, you know? I'm a fucking liar. This has been
2: uh, Becoming
0: Honest with Rodney. <laughs> like, just give me a fucking shaky camera as some dude in a clown mask hacks up a
2: teenager. Like, that's, that's all I want. I mean, look, look, maybe the guy with the clown mask has Pika too, whatever. Yeah, Make everyone true. happy.
1: That's a, let's go into yeah. that story. Yeah, he
2: takes the mask off, goes home, his husband doesn't listen to him, and so he eats the penny. <laughs> you know what would be cool? A movie about like a
0: whole, uh, like a support group for pe- people with Pika. Ooh. And, right? It's a much- good
1: horror movie. And they're all like, like, ooh, yeah, it's like they're all superheroes, but they eat different stuff. That's like their power of what they can eat. They're really are- good at eating certain what? things.
0: Why are they superheroes? Because
1: like one of them can eat glass, like, but you need like a certain technique to do that. Like one so of them-
0: they're carnival freaks?
1: But, like, yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like you're being offensive with someone, no, Missy. No, it's a
1: lot of work to eat I, things without having to go to the hospital.
0: I wanted to I wanted to keep the episode going long enough for Missy to offend someone. <laughs> we did and it, now, everyone. Oh, we wait, did Missy it. didn't learn a word.
1: <laughs>
2: all right, everyone, thanks wait, for listening. Wait, wait, no, no, Missy didn't learn a word. Oh,
1: didn't I we teach her? portraiture.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Whew.
1: Yeah, yeah, she learned oh, that.
2: F- gave me a fucking heart attack. And
1: I felt uh, there was... Yeah.
0: I felt there was like one other thing we taught her earlier in the film, but maybe not. But she definitely learned something. Welcome to, thank you for another episode of Missy Learned Something. Yay. (laughs) But tune in next week. As we said, we're going to do Relic. So check out the trailer for that. If you want, watch the movie ahead of time and join us. And uh, in the meantime, have a great week. Be safe, stay sane, and
2: uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. If you could uh, like, subscribe, and share this episode, that'd be great. If you want to share your feedback with us, we can be reached at podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah!